Hey friends, so good to be with you today. This is week three in this Ping message series. And today we're looking at Genesis chapter 12, verses one through nine. If you'd like to pull that up on your phone, I'll be reading from the English Standard Version of the Bible. Genesis 12, one through nine. Hear this reading from God's holy word. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. And I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. Abram was 75 years old when he departed from Haran. And Abram took Sarai, his wife, and Lot, his brother's son, and all their possessions that they had gathered and the people that they had acquired in Haran, and they set out to go to the land of Canaan. When they came to the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to the place at Shechem, the oak of Moreh. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So he built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. And Abraham journeyed on, still going toward the Negev. And this is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Let us pray. Holy Spirit, I just pray that you would bless and strengthen us as we study your word today. Holy Spirit, I pray that you would ping us here. God, I pray that you would speak to each of us today. Send us off on little assignments for you, big or small, through the study of your word and the study of Abraham. God, I pray for spiritual awakening in our church, in our lives, and continued unity of focus and power around your mission of making disciples. In Jesus' name, amen. So I am sometimes amazed at the creativity of God. This week, I was speaking to a man who's become very active in our church over the past year. And he was telling me that he knew without a doubt that this is where God wanted him to be. And then he told me how. He said about a year and a half ago or so, he had attended a baptism here for the child of some friends of theirs. And after he attended that baptism, he said, my wife, Janice, and I kept appearing to him in his dreams and telling him that he needed to start coming to Crossroads over and over. And he said, finally, he just said, okay, okay, I get it. I'll go to Crossroads. And so he's come, and in the past year, he's become very active. When I heard that, I said, wow, I'm sorry we were so pushy. He's like, well, that's how God got me here. And so I don't know what you're doing to invite people to church these days, but my wife and I, we are even stalking people in their dreams. We're all in, baby. But these days, I'm just marveling at how great God is at getting through 
to people. All over the world today, God will speak to people through scripture, through flashes of insight, through gentle nudges, through the words of preachers or musicians and songs. He'll speak to them through invitations from friends or words of encouragement from friends and through dreams and visions, and he'll move them toward whatever he has for them to do. He will call some people to come to know Jesus as Savior for the very first time in their lives in these ways. And those of us who already follow Jesus, he will nudge us in big or small ways to bring about his kingdom on earth in more and more and greater degrees. And so just to remind you that what we mean when we use the word ping, we're talking about a transmission released by God to see if a connected Christian can be reached. It's a heavenly signal in search of an earthly response. And remember the four things about pings that I shared last week. Pings are initiated by God. They prompt us toward action. They are God telling us to do something. Three, pings send us into a crisis. The first crisis is to discern whether this thought is from God or not. And then the second crisis is, will we obey it or not? The fourth thing is that pings can change everything. Something as simple as inviting someone to church or praying for someone might have a ripple effect that affects thousands of generations to come. So today we're looking at an Old Testament example of a ping which did change everything. And that's the call of Abraham. And so this passage actually takes place when Abraham was still called Abram. Abram means exalted father. Abraham means father of a multitude. So God first spoke to Abram when he was 75 years old. And he told him all of the things in Genesis 12, 1 through 3 that I just shared with you, including that God would make Abram a great nation. But after he appears to him here, 24 years pass, and Abraham still didn't have his first biological child through his wife, Sarai, through whom this great nation was to come. So God appeared to him again and told him that very soon Sarai would become pregnant. And then he changed his name from Abram, exalted father, to Abraham, father of a multitude. He's like, I know you've been waiting a long time, but it's coming soon. And here and now, I'm going to even give you a name change to go with it. And so we should note that in our world today, three major religions trace their origins back to Abraham. Uh, that is Christianity, Judaism, and Islam. So this is a big figure in the history of the world. And here in Genesis 12 is where it all started. And this couldn't come at a more critical time in the history of the human race. If we read the first 11 chapters of the book of Genesis, we find that things are just going from bad to worse. We read that God created this very good world filled with life, life, and more life, and no death. Then God created human beings in his image to care for the earth. He told them to obey his instructions. If they didn't, he said, they'll die, they'll introduce death into this world. But Adam and Eve, Adam and Eve went ahead and directly disobeyed his instructions, and they did introduce death and suffering into this world. And then they went on, though, and they had two boys, Cain and Abel, and there was a sibling rivalry that developed, 
And then Cain got jealous of Abel and murdered him before it, just getting really bad. Nevertheless, uh, Cain went on to have children, many children, and then Adam and Eve had more children. So the population does continue to expand on earth, but it expands in wickedness on the earth. In chapter six of Genesis, we see that God looks at human beings that he's created and the thoughts of their hearts were only evil all the time. So God decides to flood the earth and just preserve Noah and his family and a ship full of animals and then start over with them. So he does that after the floodwaters subside. Noah gets off the ship. He plants a vineyard, gets drunk and embarrasses himself before in front of his sons. Nevertheless, repopulation continues. By chapter 11, we see all the nations of the earth deciding to build a giant tower that reaches into heaven to make a name for themselves. And the people seem to be living completely a part of any knowledge of God. And so they're building this monument of self-worship. So God decides to confuse their languages so they can't finish the tower and to get them to disperse and multiply and fill the earth as he intends for them to do. So in chapter 12, God decides it's time to reintroduce himself to the human race. And he will do this by calling one man and continually displaying his power in this man's life so that others will see his existence and his power. And through this man, he will establish the nation of Israel. Through Israel, he would communicate to all the surrounding nations his holiness, his power, his expectations, and through Israel, he would eventually send the savior of the human race, Jesus Christ. So from the call of Abraham in Genesis 12, I want to share with you five fast facts about the God who pings us. First, we learn that the God who pings unilaterally selects people for particular roles. My first year of seminary, I was recruited uh, to lead a disciple Bible study at the Methodist Campus Ministry at the University of Texas. The director of that ministry was a man named Rusty Teeter, who I really admired. So I was honored that he asked me to lead this disciple Bible study. And so it was set up so that uh, when we would meet with our groups, I would meet with one group in one part of the building, and he and a student leader would lead another section of the group in another part of the building. But each week we would gather before we taught our classes and we would go over the material ourselves. Now, I remember when it came time to study Genesis 12 and Abraham. And Rusty said, I want you to look at the preceding verses to Genesis 12. Chapter 11, verses 27 through 32, where we first read of Abram. He said, I want you to read those verses and find the reason that God chose Abram. And so for a good five or 10 minutes, me and this student leader just stared at those verses, rereading them, trying to figure out why God chose Abram. And we said, uh, it says he had a dad. Is that it? No. It says he was married. Is that why he was chosen? No. It says his wife can't have babies. Maybe that's why. 
After several minutes of this, we're like, just tell us, Rusty, why did God choose Abram? And Rusty said, there is no reason. He just did. And I groaned. I'm like, come on, man. You could have just told us this. It's 10 minutes of my life that I can't get back. But it left an impression. In Abraham, we see an example of how God just unilaterally chooses people for particular roles. Not because they're some kind of superstar with special skill or they have impeccable character. He just decides in his sovereign will. He doesn't ask for any input from a committee or the HR department. And I say this to say that no human being has any biblical reason to say that God can't use them greatly. God pings likely people and unlikely people for his purposes. And many of you are already pretty decent people. You're already in the right lane to hear from God. As it says in Ephesians chapter 2, verse 10, about us who follow Jesus, that we are God's workmanship, created in Christ Jesus for God, good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. He's prepared good works beforehand for each of us to fulfill. So whether you know it or not, you have a unique role to play that was put in place long before you were conceived. So be ready and follow those pings along that path. As Jesus said in John 15, 16, you did not choose me, I chose you. And I appointed you to go and to bear fruit and that your fruit should abide. So God chose you, yes, you, to make a unique and lasting contribution to his kingdom work. Follow the pings and you'll find yourself doing just that. Second, we learn that the God who pings us calls us to place our allegiance in him above all else. Verse one, the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. Notice that Abram has to make a really hard decision in order to follow this ping from God. He's 75 years old. He's only ever lived in two places, the land of Ur and the land of Haran. He only ever lived with the company of his extended family for his entire life. And now God is calling him to pack up and leave and just start walking. Now, something that we don't know from this text is how God pinged Abraham. Later, he would speak to Abraham through angels, dreams, and seemingly in regular conversation but it doesn't tell us here. What it does tell us is that Abraham had to choose whether to stay with the only tribe he had ever known or to leave all of them and their gods that they worshiped to follow the undeniable call of this person, this Lord that was speaking to him. Jesus would make similar declarations when calling people to step out of line with the Jewish leaders and even maybe their unbelieving family members to be his disciples. So to Matthew 10, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. And whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. But he also said in Luke 10, truly I say to you, there is no one who has left mother or 
wife or brothers or house or parents or children for the sake of the kingdom of God, who will not receive many times more in this age and in the age to come eternal life. But alas, there are many people in this world who will say no to life-altering pings from God because they don't want to leave the comforts of home or they fear the disapproval of parents or family or even their own children. This is why God says our primary allegiance must be to him. Pings always produce a crisis. Will we obey the prompting of God or do what Shane Bishop calls ping whiff? A ping whiff is when we get a ping, but we just ignore it and hope that God doesn't bring it back again. Luckily, Abram did not ping whiff on this. Third, we learn that the God who pings us calls us to relationship and obedience more often than destination. Again, verse one. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to a land that I will show you. Now this is so interesting. God doesn't tell Abram where he's gonna go. He says, you're gonna travel with me and I'll show you when we get there. Where are we going, dad? Just stay in the car. I'll show you when we get there. It's a surprise. My favorite Bible verse about Abraham is found in Hebrews 11.8. It says, by faith, Abraham obeyed when he was called to go out to a place that he was to receive as an inheritance. And he went out not knowing where he was going. Learning to follow the pings of God is really learning how to walk in friendship with God. Jesus said in John 10, 27, my sheep listen to my voice. I know them and they follow me. More than pinging Abraham to a destination, God was pinging him to a journey and a relationship. And it's only after he obeyed and started walking that God revealed him the land that would eventually be his. It says in verse five, when they came to the land of Shab- Sh- uh, the land of Canaan, Abram passed through the land to a place at Shechem, to the oak of Moreh. At that time, the Canaanites were in the land. Then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. Every time we follow the promptings of God, we go deeper into our relationship with him. The further we walk in obedience, the more he makes himself known to us and the more satisfying we find that relationship. And he takes us to places we never would have thought, we never would have found on our own. And we are more satisfied than we ever could have imagined. As Dallas Willard, the philosopher has said, the condition of life sought for by human beings throughout the ages is attained in the quietly transforming friendship of Jesus. Fourth, we learn that the God who pings blesses us so that we can bless others. In verse two, God said, Abram, I will make of you a great nation and will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. You know, so much of our focus in life is often on gaining affluence, status, and wealth for ourselves so that we can increase our security, our enjoyment of life, our comfort, Our goals may extend to the well-being of our families, but beyond that, we typically want to be blessed ourselves rather than be a blessing to others. And when our goals become self-focused, 
we miss the very reason that God created us. Any way that God blesses us is so that we can then in turn bless others in his name. But how do we know how we are called to bless others from our abundance? Again, we have to listen to God's promptings. He shows us how to turn our blessings into blessings for others. He will continually present to us needs of others, opportunities to expand the kingdom and ways to serve. Our job is to stay so attentive to the Holy Spirit so that we act when prompted and that we don't talk ourselves out of blessing others. We can easily say, oh, maybe in a few years or somebody else will step up and handle that or or fund that or whatever. We have to break that mold and start obeying the pings because this is part of the spirit-led life. And this is part of the blessed life. It says in Proverbs eleven twenty five, a generous person will prosper and whoever refreshes others will be refreshed. Stinginess, self-focus, it sucks life out of us. When we understand that we are blessed to be a blessing and we follow the pings to bless others, we enter into a more blessed life. Even Jesus said, it is more blessed to give than to receive. Fifth, finally, we learn that the God who pings watches over us as we walk in obedience. Verse three, God promises, I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. It should not surprise us that God is fiercely protective of his children. If you have your own children, you know how this works. When other people help your children or bless your children, you speak well of them to others. You want to bless them in return. You appreciate it so much. This is one of the reasons that my wife Janice and I love Crossroads so much because you over the past nine years have helped us raise our children in the faith. You have helped provide a place where our children can learn the word of God and the ways of God, a safe and happy place that they love to come apart from all the madness in the world out there. And that's why I would just say, if you're looking for a place to raise your family filled with people that wanna bless you and help you bless others, this is a great, great church to be a part of. On the other hand, if you have children and someone mistreats one of them, what kind of response does that elicit? Boy, that only brings out the most protective and fearsome parental reactions, doesn't it? And God has fierce protective love for those who are walking in relationship and obedience to him. He watches over us. He looks out for us. Those who bless his children, he blesses. Those who harm his children, he will hold them accountable. And this is important to know because sometimes following the pings of the Holy Spirit might cause us to take risks and step out of our safety zone, our comfort zone. When we do, we need to have some assurance. What's our assurance? That God is watching over us, working all things together for our good, leading us in the right path. But here's the other thing. If God pings you to step out in faith for a purpose, 
he's not probably just pinging you for that purpose. And as you step out in faith and commit to a path, he's going to start pinging other people to come alongside of you. We do all of this work together with God's children who are obedient to him all over the world. It's amazing. Once you start following the leadings of the Holy Spirit, you get to just marvel at all these different ways that God is pinging people together for his purposes. One final thing, and this is not about us. This is about, I mean, this is not about God. This is about us. This is an application. It's when we walk in obedience to God, we make him known to an unbelieving world. Verse seven, then the Lord appeared to Abram and said, to your offspring, I will give this land. So Abram built there an altar to the Lord who had appeared to him. From there, he moved to the hill country on the east of Bethel and pitched his tent with Bethel on the west and I on the east. And there he built an altar to the Lord and called upon the name of the Lord. God was moving Abram through an unbelieving land filled with pagans who worshiped all kind of man-made gods and did deplorable things. And everywhere Abraham went, he made an altar and established an outpost for God. You know, God created us to know him and to make him known. And one day, the scriptures say that we who follow Jesus will inherit the earth, the kingdom prepared for us from the foundation of the world. But here and now, we are moving around in God's name among people who are worshiping the wrong things. But as we follow those pings, God uses us to take ground for Him and to make His presence known in those places so that they will turn and worship Him as well. And so, friends, be in the Bible every day and follow the pings that God gives you through His Word. Be in prayer every day and stay in contact with God throughout the day and follow the pings that He speaks to you during those prayers. As you go throughout your work week or your uh, school week or your community, follow the pings. In doing so, you are taking ground for the King. Let us pray. God, I just pray that you would activate us in Jesus' name to know and to do your will. Lord God, I just pray that you would continue to fill us with your power and your love to do your will. And now we pray the prayer that Jesus taught as we pray, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not to temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. And now let us declare together what we believe. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. The third day he rose from the dead, he ascended into heaven, and sitteth at the right hand of God, the Father Almighty, from thence he shall come to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Spirit, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
Thank you for listening to our podcast. Be sure to subscribe so that you can be notified of our most recent content. If you have any comments or questions for us, feel free to jump over to WashingtonCrossroads.com. Thank you again and have a great week.